0: Hey, hey, friends, welcome back to another episode of Priorities on Purpose. It's your girl, Melissa, here, and I want to talk about this episode that you're going to be listening to today. It's a conversation that I had with one of my coaching clients, Susan Thrasher, in 2022. Now, as you know, still working on the moving, and so I'm kind of going back and just pulling Lots and lots of value from conversations and lives that I have on my computer. And this is something that uh, definitely needs to be shared on the podcast, because what we're going to be talking about is flipping the script, which, you know, I'm all about like what we say To ourselves or to others, that is a negative or like, I can't do something or I'm scared to do this or whatever. If we can flip the script, that's where we see so much opportunity to change our life. And so I've taught that to Susan. Susan is amazing at flipping the script now. So you're going to hear us kind of talk through some things. And then we're also going to be talking about clutter clutter of the mind, clutter in life, clutter in the home, and how all of those things are connected. And we're going to talk about how journaling can actually help with that. And then the other topic that we talk quite a bit about that I think is going to be super helpful is grief. This is a conversation that we had. It wasn't right after. Originally, it was scheduled like literally, I think, on the day that her mom passed. Susan was the caregiver for her mom and her mom lived in her home and she took care of her and she did an amazing job. When her mom passed, obviously, you kind of got to learn how to live again, right? Because she'd taken care of her mom for so long. And so we talk a lot about grief as someone who is the caregiver for their mother. And it's just a powerful conversation. So... I want to make sure that, you know, that's where we're going in this episode. And you're going to want to take notes because we talk about a lot of little tips that have helped us along the way. And again, the clutter, clutter of the brain and how journaling helps with that. And of course, we talk about clutter in the home and how it's connected and grieving and, and letting everything go while you're trying to take care of someone and keep them alive. It's just a lot and it's such a good episode. So share this with anyone you know who could find that information useful. Whether you are a caregiver or you know someone with clutter, like just share this episode. And I'm gonna plug this now because I know at the end it says, leave a review, leave a review. I am trying really hard to get to 100 reviews, okay? So if you want to go out there and leave me a review on the podcast, I would love it. It would make my day. If you don't know how to do it, send me a message. This is going to be really, really good. Hey there, I'm Melissa Batt, the host of Priorities on Purpose, a podcast for overwhelmed direct sellers who want to grow their income, audience, and influence without sacrificing their mental health and main priorities. Whether you're just starting a new adventure or you're 15 years in and have already climbed the ranks... I want to help you have the life and the business of your dreams. Can you see it? Can you feel it? Or maybe you thought you had it and something changed. Whether you have your entire dream mapped out or have completely given up on all the possibilities, I'm here to remind you that God is bigger than the little box we put Him in. This side gig is part of His plan. It's not your sole purpose, but it absolutely has purpose. As a Christian life and business coach, I'm here to help you get out of your head and live with intention so you can enjoy what matters most without the guilt. More time to do what you love, more peace, more impact, more money and opportunities to give to those you wanna help. I promise to be your hype girl, business bestie, and biggest cheerleader as I share proven and simple strategies that will be sure to help you live a fulfilled life with a strong, sustainable business. Are you ready to stop chasing all the shiny things and get laser focused? Put your earbuds in while you're cooking dinner or folding out laundry and let's get to it, friend. This is one time when multitasking is actually going to be beneficial. Hey friends. It's Melissa Batt here, Christian Life and Business Coach. And today, we are going to be talking with a Success Lounge member, former coaching client who had to hit polls for a little bit and do a little bit of laser coaching, but also share her story because I think it's something that will be beneficial to everyone, no matter what. Whether you have a business, you don't have a business, you struggle with mental health, you don't struggle with mental health, you're a character, or have been, whether you're struggling with grief or you're not, whether you struggle with confidence, all of the things we're going to be talking about today with Susan Thrasher. And y'all, I love her. How we met is a very interesting story, and you're you're just going to love getting to meet her and know her. She is precious. She has a heart of gold. She is the biggest cheerleader for everyone that she knows, and. We actually met through a party. So back in my 31 days when I thought I was going to quit 31 and God was like, no, nope, not going to quit 31. She is one of the last parties that I did. And I have no doubt that I was to connect with her. And if I would have given my parties away before I connected with her, we wouldn't have connected. And so I'm just very thankful that I was obedient. In that and didn't quit originally what I wanted to. God said, nope, you still got work to do here. And then, you know, you know my story later on down the road. Uh, I got when I had a full calendar of parties. Um, so I was able to bless another consultant with those parties. So without further ado, I am going to bring in Susan and we are going to chat. No, oh, uh, I hit the button. <laughs> I almost did it right every <laughs> time when you got the door closed. That's that's so close. I was like, can I do this? Can I do this? (laughs) I was like, oh, countdown, out. (laughs) I finally got it. Okay. So anyways, I'm like Susan Thrasher and I, I have struggled my whole life, literally with clutter, but it's mostly been in my head until I became an adult. And and then I didn't have my mom like standing over me saying, clean your room, do whatever. My room was always clean, pretty, you know, most anyway. Clutter has been an issue for me. It is always, I have to deal with it every day. Otherwise it will get ahead of me. And Melissa knows from our coaching calls, like she's the one that called me out. She's like, Susan, I don't want to be rude, but what's that pile of shit back there? She didn't say that, but that's what she meant. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So (laughs) I can back up for a minute and kind of talk about like some of the things that have been going on. So you are a success lounge member. You were a coaching client of mine. We kind of had a, the one on one coaching on hold while you went through some things. And this is an interview that has been planned for a really long time. We were going to do it. Was it? It was when we had, there's a month that we do a challenge, and the challenge is decluttering. So mm-hmm. we were originally scheduled for doing that that month or leading up to that month. But some things happened in your life and we had to give you space for that, right? Yeah. So at the same time, I, th- I think that now is probably the best time to even have this conversation because they're, like I feel like you've probably learned so much through what? going through all that you've gone through. Yeah. And that's where I was going with that when you called me out on the pile that you saw behind me. Truth be told, I have a table right back here. Is this is my clutter table. I allow this to get cluttered and that's it. I have a table now, but I don't look at it. And it's stuff that I've pulled from other rooms that I'm sorting through. But why it's important to me that you called me out on that clutter was because so many people had talked to me about my cleaning, my cleaning habits and how my house wasn't clean. Well, I was caretaker for my mom for 12 years and the last, well, COVID started, Things got a little better with her health, but then like took a severe decline. And, you know, over 12 years, her decline got worse. So as her health got worse, my clutter problem got worse because it's to me, it's just like your house when you're you're outside your house, OK, the inside is cluttered. You can make yourself look OK on the outside, but what's going on in your head is going to spill out into your world whether it's clutter, negative talk, anything. And when you called me out on that and and said that you thought it was more than just my ability to keep something clean, that it was something going on in my head, that's when it clicked for me. I knew it all along that they were all tied together, but until you had said that to me, it didn't really register. You know how you can know something for so long and then it's like, yeah, now I get it. It's like you have this puzzle piece and this puzzle piece, but you can't quite figure out how they go together. And then Uh when someone helps you put them together, it's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the coaching was really hard for me to say yes to because one, it cost money that I didn't think I had Two, it caused me to reflect on myself and to see how my choices and my actions were affecting the things that I wanted to happen in my life. And I'd say from Thanksgiving to now has been the most challenging, but also the most wonderful breakthrough time of my life, my whole entire life. Because I am for the first time listening to that voice inside of me, the little voice that I know is Christ calling to me and telling me what I need to be doing. are doing it my whole life. I just pushed it to the side because I had too much stuff on my plate and that will cause problems. So I've laid it all out to him and he's working miracles for me. And the clutter, if I could take my little camera now around to show you my house, if you go on my, on my page, you'll see I take pictures before I do any work. And then even if I only work for five minutes on that area, I take another picture. So that you can see the difference. You can see if you just work in five minutes, you go, I didn't get nothing done. If you so- take a before picture and an after picture, even if you've only moved one item, you can see the difference. Mm-hmm. And that is that is what I kind of feel like that's what I've been doing through the coaching with Melissa and in the groups. I, I'm not super active in them right now because... You're this, going through some things. I'm going through some things. Yeah. Okay. Reel it back. The coaching the groups, even though I'm not real active, I'm paying attention in there and I'm implementing the little things and I've turned everything. I took all my clutter, everything, wrote it down on paper. I have lists, pages of things that are clutter around me and in me and I have turned it all over to God. And every day that I wake up, I make sure that I am working for him and part of that is taking better care of me. And all of that is for his glory. If I can treat this temple good and keep, you know, my house clean and keep me healthy, I will be much happier. And as the clutter has been leaving my house, the weight has been leaving my body. I've lost 45 pounds since March. Wow. Yeah. I'm surprised because I've just been doing. You know, I haven't been thinking about what do I need to do for this? What do I need to do that? I've just been doing, I've been listening to Christ, listening to that voice inside of me and taking care of me. And I'm sorry, I'm looking at you because that's where you are, but my camera's over here. So it's okay. So the clutter, if it's little clutter, if it's a lot of clutter, it doesn't matter because what it's doing is distracting you from your purpose. And if, if you don't have clutter externally, I'm pretty darn sure you've got it internally right in here, the little voices that are telling you that you're not good enough or that, you know, why bother or you have more important things to do. Don't listen to those things because you need to clear the clutter out of your mind. You need to clear the clutter out of your house and you need to, to be clear and open so that you can share the light and the love that you were meant to be sharing on this earth. You have shoes. That God wants you to walk in and you just have to find that pair of shoes. And I thank you to Melissa because she is helping me to discover what my purpose is. And it has totally transformed from what it was even a year ago. So, so real quick, I just want everyone to kind of know like you're a mom. You are a caregiver. Like you sell unique currently, correct? Yeah, I do. You need work from home, full-time, right? You still work uh, work from home full time. Yeah, they asked me to come back into the office, and I said no. You don't need me in there. I'm fine here. I take care of, well, like five dogs now because my kids go to work and drop their dogs off with me. The unique. I am trying to build a team, so I'm, you know, I'm working with other women. I'm trying to get started my coaching business, and. And I'm just trying to enjoy life. Yeah. I got to find some time for me in there. That's important. So you were the, the full-time caregiver for your mom. And I know that that was super hard. And I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it. But I do think it's something that other people I know, because I've had the conversations with them, where they were the full-time caregiver for somebody. And in that, it's really hard to put your needs over theirs and like kind of keep those boundaries And then after the fact, you know, now you're dealing with the grief of everything because that was your wife. Mm -hmm. So can you just kind of share with us a little bit about that for just a minute? Well, the one thing I do have a lot of grief. I also have a lot of relief because taking care of someone twenty four seven, as well as as well as taking care of everything else that you have to take care of, their needs always come first. And for I would say. The majority of the time that I was taking care of her, everybody's needs came before mine. And since she has left, I was talking to somebody about this the other day. As her health progressed or got worse, deteriorated, so did my ability to keep up with the house and the yard. Cause that's what I, I take care of everything around here. I'm the handyman. I fix broken doors, you know, electricity, whatever. So as her health declined, not only did my health decline, my mental health, my physical health, the house started declining as well. And that shows up as clutter because you're really so overwhelmed that you can't. You it's can't, almost like it paralyzes. It is paralyzing. And you just, you start doing this. You don't even see all the shit that's around. And excuse my language. I, I say that a lot, that one word. I love Jesus, but you cuss a little. I do. So you put the blinders on and you think, oh, this is awesome because Look at how clean that table is. Well, then you move your hands, and it's like you don't know where to start. But when I was talking with somebody the other day, and there's a sense of freedom that I feel from not having to take care of her so much, along with the grief, there's like this huge relief because I don't have another human being that I have to take care of now. And that was what she was at the end. It was feeding her, changing her clothes, bathing her. Everything and they there was hospice nurses that came in, they just checked her vitals and made sure that she didn't let bed sores and stuff like that. I did all the other hard stuff, pretty much by myself. So when she died right here in this room, she had a beautiful death, and it was so touching and so moving, and I could feel the Lord, His presence. And so when she died, I did a little bit too, which is the hard really hard. When someone has been like, I mean, she's my mom, of course, she's important to me, right? But when you've been taking care of someone for so long, you develop a different kind of a bond with them. And I didn't see all the clutter. All I saw, well, because I kept her room really clean and neat. All I saw was a house that was kind of messy, although I never would invite friends over. They never cared what it looked like. But to me, it was messy. And sorry, I'm probably getting off topic. But it's when weekend. I asked for help, when I asked for help from my family, they told me keeping my house clean was my responsibility. I'm taking care of their mother 24-7. And when I asked them for help, they said no. And that's when I realized there's really, there's nothing that anybody is going to do for me. I have to do it myself. So five minutes at like a time. Mel Robbins says, nobody's coming. That's right. I love Mel Robbins. I follow her. She is the best. i am her five second rule, that's what got me started taking the steps and doing the movements. And I don't have, right? I feel so free right now, letting go of the clutter. And I think it ties in because I feel a sense of relief and freedom from my mom being gone. From that, at the back of your mind, you've always got the expectations of your parent. You know, what is my mom going to think? What is my dad going to think? from the time you're growing up. So that's your whole life. The back of your mind is, am I making my parents proud? And I know I made my mom proud because she told me every day at the end, she made sure she told me I did everything right for her. And that she wanted me to be happy and to to not have any regrets. And I don't. And I also, I don't have this, what is my mom going to think if I do this or I say that? And so that, that mind clutter that you don't even realize it until like after it's gone, that changes a lot of things too. It's all mixed emotions. Yeah. So talk to me about, because like, I I am just guessing. Is there any guilt? Like, it's like, I'm like the relief, but then you, do you feel like, well, I shouldn't feel relieved because, um, you, know? you know? Not with my mom, no. I did with, I had a lot of that with my dad or I did when my dad died. I didn't, he died 12, no, 2006. What year would that make this? 12 years ago? 15 years it ago? It was a while ago. Anyway. Don't ask army. me about math. Anyway, I had to forgive myself. I actually, I want to, can I read to you what I wrote to myself about that? Can you, if I can find it real quick. It was about the time. mom Journaling helps, huh? Journaling helps like you wouldn't believe. Okay, I think I found it. This was a few days after she died. Any spirit help? Well, no, yeah. I guess not. Anyway, I can't find it. What I had written to myself because there was a part in my brain that was trying to find something to feel guilty about with my mom. And one night right after she died, it picked an instance where she had hurt herself. She fell down and hurt herself. And this was just a few days before she passed. And when I picked her up to move her, it caused her excruciating pain. I didn't do it. It wasn't on purpose. I, you know, I had to carry her to bed and that's what was painful for her. And that's what my brain tried to latch onto was you didn't take good enough care of her. And I was like, no, wait a minute. That's not the God. That's not Christ speaking. That's not what God wants me to know. You recognize. When I, journaling. when I was journaling, I was like. Felt guilty for not feeling more sad when she died. I felt a little guilty about having some feeling relief, but at the same time, because I had taken such good care of her for so long, I knew that those were not valid feelings. My dad died in a nursing home, and he was alone, and he still feel bad because he died alone, and I, you know, we weren't there. We were there the week before. And then my sister just kept telling me, he looks bad. Don't go see him. He looks bad. Don't go see him. And so I didn't. And that is where the guilt is coming from. But I didn't know any better back then. I didn't know how to process my own feelings, let alone know how to how to handle my dad dying. And thanks to Melissa's coaching and these books that you're giving me burn work, and I've been, huh? I said, I think you're giving me way too much credit. Well, no, because through your coaching, I was able to work through a lot of this stuff. Maybe not during our calls, but you gave me ideas. You asked me the question, and I know that God put us together because I needed you for that. Did I answer your question? Yeah, I I think the biggest thing that you said that I don't even know that you completely recognize that you said it is that it's like, When the enemy's whispering in your ear about feeling guilty, you caught it and you flipped the script and was like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to allow myself to dwell on that because that isn't from God. That's right. If it's, you can tell if it's not from God, you can tell because it's not going to make you feel good. Well, sometimes it does because that's conviction. It doesn't feel good either. But in this instance, you know, when you, uh, you're, you're doing something wrong and it's like, oh, I don't want to. Do well, that's that. yeah. Well, that's what I meant. But it doesn't make you feel good. Like, you know, you're doing something wrong. I guess. I know what you mean. OK, so moving on. Where are you today? And today? let's do a little bit of laser coaching, shall we? OK, let's. Today, I am. Getting back to my building, my consistency, doing my morning routine, which is if you don't have a morning routine, get one. If, mm-hmm. Even if it's a well, you do because you get up out of bed and you brush your teeth, right? You brush your teeth, oh, you go so to like- the bathroom. That's your morning routine. Before you get out of bed, I want you to just sit up, lay in bed, whatever. Before you get up out of bed, just say, thank you for today. I'm going to do everything in my power to glorify you and let it go. And it doesn't do much the first few days, but then you start to notice that after like a week or so, you're starting to say, yeah, let's do this. This isn't going to be a good day. And if a bad moment hits, you realize it's a moment and not the whole day blown. It's funny that you should mention that. I am currently reading a book. Shocker for all of those that follow me, because I feel like I'm always saying I'm reading a book. I'm listening to a book rather. But in this book, like, it talks about, it's called Habits of the Household. Practicing the story of God in everyday family rhythms. you got to so, put a link to that book, and i got to read that. It is so good. And in it, like, I had a morning routine, but there was one thing that he mentioned. And it's, it was crazy to me because I had been feeling, like, God was like, kind of, you know, sometimes God calls you to do something, but you just kind of dismiss them. Like, that's dumb.
1: I don't uh-huh. need to do that
0: every day. So, I'm- in that, you know, when oh I Circle like, the Lion, the Circle Maker, Circle the Lion, I can't remember the name of it now, but anyway, yeah. the Mark Batterson books, when I did those, there was one piece that he kind of talked about and it was so subtle that I dismissed him, was like, I don't need to do that. And that was about my posture in like actually kneeling down in like a prayer like you know like not just bowing your head but like on my hands and knees. on your knees in prayer yes and so in this book like he's talking about his rhythms and you know like I have a morning routine now but that was one thing that I was not doing and so I added in like every morning before I pee And just like what you had said, before I pee, before I brush my teeth, anything, I immediately get out of bed, beside my bed, on my hands and knees, and I talk to God and really ask him for help. Mm -hmm. Help me be a good steward of my body. Help me be a good mom. Help me be a good wife. Help me be a good business owner. Help me use my business, you know, like. Make disciples, help me be a good steward of those gifts that you have given me. And at one point I felt bad because like, you know, that's like, you shouldn't be asking God for help or I had heard that a long time ago. And I disagree because you like, I'm not asking God to do things for me, but to say like, partner, like help me partner with you to do these things. So I'm not doing them on my own. Right. He wants us to ask him. He wants us to come to him. Yeah. I'm just saying, I've heard a lot of people yeah. speak against that. And it's like, you should be, you know, praying for other people. Yeah. But I'm constantly serving other people, but I dismiss like my own stuff because of feeling unworthy. Mm-hmm. Who, who's in therapy now? You know, but anyway, so I've right. been totally back and yeah. that next step sure, right. actually like be on my hands and knees and. In that, it's funny because do you remember the challenge that I, I or a workshop I was doing about your posture, check your posture? That was Mm -hmm. the name of the workshop. Well, I think that was God's way of like talking to me, but I wasn't kind of connecting the dots for myself, except that's something that I think we as women, especially if we love to help other people, sometimes we dismiss the word for ourselves and be like, that's a word for you doesn't work for me too. And I was checking my posture, but not in the literal sense of getting on my hands and knees. And so anyway, I love that you say that about the morning routine and I would challenge you to. They are integral. I mean, I have more of a morning routine than just that, but it's, I mean, it's journaling, reading the Bible, meditating. I get a little bit of stretching, you know, all stuff I do in the morning. When you first started this, because I think this is going to help someone else, did it start where you were like, I'm going to do this, 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 or did it build? So yep, it was yep. like, first thing you're going to do, you're just going to get up and thank God. Or oh, first the, is, the first thing you're going to do is... The first go round, I tried to have like, oh, my morning routine. Yeah. It didn't work. It was overwhelming. So I had to build on it. I had, for one thing, just even getting out of bed is really difficult for me. So I did the Mel Robbins five second rule. Yeah. Love that. I use it anytime I am feeling stuck. I don't necessarily go five, four, three, two, one, but I think about, okay, Mel Robbins says to do this. Yeah. And the more you do it, the easier it gets. So yeah, I slowly built up and actually the journaling was the hardest for me. It's still hard for me because my brain works so fast and writing things down is hard for me as fast as it works. Sometimes I can't even get, sometimes my journaling is just little statements or uh, words. Yeah. And there's a couple women that I'm working with currently who struggle with the journaling. They just cannot, like they know they should do it, but there's a whole lot of resistance there. One of the things that helped me was my sister got me this book, Jesus Listens, a daily devotional. I got it for Christmas. And of course it starts on January 1st. So that's what I did. I just said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. January 1st, I'm going to start and I'm going to read this. And then I'm just going to write a little bit about what I read. It turned into like this book. If you had it, Jesus Listens. Sarah Young apparently has a bunch of other Jesus. Had Jesus calling. It-, it surprised me how many times I read this devotional and it was spot on for what I was feeling that day, yep. what I needed to hear that day. And so then my journaling got better and better and like... Here you can see I was like doing lists, pros and cons, right? Because I didn't know what to journal about. You get back here and this particular one I just had it open to. You're going to love this one, Melissa. If I can find it again. There it is. Okay. So, and then you get the book because you just start letting the stuff flow. This was at my nighttime because I was having so much success in the morning that I started and and so much emotion at night that was falling over into the next day. So I started doing a nighttime journaling too. And a lot of that at the beginning was just like, Hey, it was a good day. Mom didn't need me to help her in the shower or whatever, you know? And then of course they get longer. And in this particular one, I had to go back and mark it in gold. So I wouldn't miss it. Okay. This is what I am uh, talking about my daughter in this one. Cause we had a bad day. Since I have so many ideas, I would, I'm talking about ways to help her. And I'm asking him to help me to be the best parent, get advice on the topic, go through journals, record a podcast for caregivers, lists of things that I want to do. Right. And then it says, I have so many ideas. I would love to start a mother daughter ministry. I stopped writing at I would love. And I went, well, oh, I didn't stop writing. I kept writing, But my brain went, wait a minute. This is not something that I was writing. I wasn't thinking about what I was writing. I would love to start a mother-daughter ministry. If you could have just heard me now, that was not me writing. I mean, it was me, but I was not in control of the pen. I have had days where like, I have literally wrote a question and the answer to the question. I'm like, whoa, where did that come from? Yeah, it's like I didn't like I don't know first thing about ministry. And I wrote that and I'm like, who do I think I am? But you know what? That was God telling me what he wants me to do. There's so much power in journaling and just surrendering to the process, not trying to make it perfect. You know, like some days it's like, I feel like crap. Please Uh help me. And then other days, you know, like every day is different. I mean, i some are long. Some are like, I'm feeling blah, 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 blah. Should I do this? Should I do this? Should I do this? Why is this so hard? And then other days, like I'm fired up and, you know, sometimes I swear it's like God just gives me so much to say that like I'm pouring it all out and can't even write fast enough. It's all different. But I think that the key is to recognize that it doesn't have to look like someone else's looks like when someone else journals, I think we have this idea of what it should look like and we don't feel like we know how to do that like that. Therefore, we don't think we can do it. Right. Well, yeah, because, you know, in the movies. They show you journal, like you don't ever really see somebody else's journal in real life. That's their private thing. But in the movies, they show people with books and they're writing beautiful letters to themselves or whatever. And it's like, that's not me. I am like some days I just draw pictures We're Going to yeah. one of a lovely pictures. I pulled out mine, an old one. I don't <laughs> even know what this is supposed to be, but this was my evening one one time. I have no idea what that is supposed to be. Can you see I have no idea what that is, but that was my nighttime. Looks like people on a couch, maybe. I don't know. This one is a really good inducing. I'm going to read this for you. July 15th. This is last year. All week, I haven't been able to sleep. And I can't think of one time when I thought, hmm, this is a wake up call. Get up and spend time with Jesus because he has something for you. Instead, I scrolled social media, prayed for my bed, took melatonin and continued tossing and turning, wondering why I can't sleep. I'm so, I'm so sorry for having things so out of alignment that I couldn't recognize that as an opportunity to spend more time with you. Help me do better. Don't let me miss out. One red flag I recognized, my first thought when I couldn't sleep was to get up and work. Help me remember to put you first and have the craving to spend more time sitting with you. That was July 15, 2021. And, you know, they're not all like that. One day it's like, today I suck. Sometimes it's just the battle works, right? You know, that I was trying to think. This right here was my first. It's like just lists. This is me. How do I take care of me? How do I take care of mom? How do I take care of everybody else? And there was not a whole lot of time for me. I started that. I could call it the me campaign because it's specifically for me. I am treating myself like I would treat my friends. I'm treating myself like I would treat my mother and my children. And this morning when I was on my walk, I record videos when I'm walking because I like am talking to myself. And in this t- in the video, I'm like, you can do this. You can do this. And we don't talk to ourselves very nicely. I think we should talk to ourselves like we talk to our dogs, our cats, our kids. Yeah. Toddlers, because sometimes we don't talk to our older kids. Very nice people that we love, you know, like why are we so mean to ourselves? Mm-hmm. We wouldn't let other people treat us like that. Or we wouldn't treat other people like that. Give it to me, girl. I got your notes out from the last time that we have coached. And I just want to show how far you have come. So some of your fears was fear of the unknown, fear of unworthiness, and feeling like you are undeserving. I still, I still know those feelings, but I don't feel them anymore. I remember feeling that way. And you wanted to help people that felt, yeah, I want people to know that there is a better way. That life is meant to be loved. Hey, friend, that's it for this episode. If you found value, I would love it if you could take a couple of seconds to leave me a quick review. While it may seem super simple, it is so beneficial and gives me the opportunity to help more women. Also, take a screenshot and share it on social media with your biggest aha today. Don't forget to tag me at MelissaBadOfficial so we can connect. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, friend, keep walking it out one baby step at a time because God's got you.